<laughs> All right. We are here live with someone other than Namir and Leo. Uh, I already forgot his name. What's your name? Warden. Warden Tartrant. Thanks a lot, best buddy. <laughs> no worries. Um, excited to have you. It's really exciting to, to have someone other than us on the podcast. Welcome. Oh my God, I'm so honored. I am a huge fan. Wow. Um, I feel a little bit nervous saying that, given that I only have really listened intently for the last half hour to the podcast, but uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, but that's not true. You've been, you've been following us for a long time. Following, yes. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. Yeah, to be honest, I was sure no one in the universe listened to this podcast, so we're thrilled. Our one fan. What were your favorite parts? See, that's why I didn't want to say I'm a huge fan, because then the quiz comes, <laughs> and then I reveal that I haven't. <laughs> um, Hunter Biden, uh, I want to be loved as much as Hunter Biden. Uh, mm. Oh, there's there's a lot there's there's a lot of gold in this uh, Stephen Hawking. I want a hard pivot. <laughs> <laughs> I want a hard pivot to the chess scandal that is oh, blowing up right now. Yeah, Warden, you're you have some expertise in this area. What's going on? Okay, so look, it starts 10 years ago when I played Hans Niemann in Las Vegas, Nevada in a blitz game. He was nine years old. Okay, I won a game. No, he won a game, crushed me. Nine-year-old kid. I was like 17. And then, uh, and then I, I felt bad and I came back and I whooped him in the second one. And he freaking threw the pieces. He like <laughs> swiped the board off the table and like screamed. It's like nine-year-old kid. Wow. <laughs> In that moment, I knew he would become a grandmaster. And he did. And <laughs> I, I saw him like multiple times throughout uh, the last like 10 years um, in various chess clubs. And then all of a sudden, internet goes crazy because Magnus Carlsen beat him. Or no, sorry. He beat Magnus Carlsen, the world champion. And then Magnus withdrew from the tournament. I'm telling you stuff you already know. Basically. I actually don't know anything about this. Oh, okay. Ma Magnus withdrew from a tournament, like first time ever, after losing to this up and coming 2690 GM mm -hmm. in like the Sinkfield Cup, which is like a classical tournament with like a $300,000 prize fund. Magnus tweets, I've always loved playing in St. Louis. I'm withdrawing from the tournament. Um, and there's this cryptic, like, soccer reference of, like, a coach who's saying, like, I, I can't say anything. I'll get in big trouble. And apparently, like, Magnus didn't want to talk about his reasons. And then immediately the next day, anti-cheating measures were implemented. They delayed the broadcast. They, like, searched all the players. And so it was pretty heavily implied that, like, Hans cheated in order to beat Magnus. And Whoa. He, had, he had known instances of cheating on chess.com, um, like, multiple times years before. And so then like this week or last week or something, they played again in another tournament um, and Magnus resigned on move two. Like he played like a real tournament. He played a move and resigned because he didn't want to play Neiman. And he hasn't said a word except for this weird tweet. And everyone else in the chess world, like Nakamura on his stream is like spending hours just being like, oh, <laughs> Neiman, like 
uh, people are just it's crazy like, people are like oh magnus like probably has a good reason like he's so classy like he's never done this and then people are like oh no neiman like a cheater is always a cheater. Like he's probably using anal beads to like receive moves from. <laughs> and it's just why and Neiman, Neiman has a statement. He got, he's getting interviewed by this stuff and he's like tweeting and he's like, I will strip naked and play in like an isolated room, like <laughs> life to chess. Like how dare like my heroes of chess, like this is so terrible. Like I've never cheated an overboard game. Like, I, I, I regret cheating him as a kid. I was 12 years old, never done it like for money. Like, I've lived out of my suitcase. I've sacrificed so much for chess. Like I've gotten good because I'm, I love it. And, and I believe that part because like having played him and like seen his emotional issues, like, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. can you be at that level without being like damaged as a human being? Uh, you could definitely not be at that level and be well-rounded. You got to give up something somewhere. I see Magnus always impressed me because it seemed like he was well-rounded. He was like a reasonable human being. But I want to touch on the two like over overall theories on what was going on. The first being that it's just a new generation of players. They're playing really smart AIs and they've just seen every move more often and he's just better quicker. But the second theory being that he put a vibrating sex toy up his butt that was feeding a move. <laughs> Wait, so this wasn't just a joke. This was like a real theory floated about. Yeah, this is like the the main cheating speculation <laughs> of how he cheated. Was. It's from Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> wireless. You know, one of those cam girl toys that could be triggered remotely. There, there's this fascinating part to to the second theory, which is actually like as a as a pretty strong GM which I think he's clearly like a grandmaster. Um, you only need a small amount of information to gain an advantage. Like if you just know like two or three times during a game, think a little harder during this move, then you can probably find something. And so that additional information is actually really, really useful at the highest level. And Magnus, I think someone, I, I read somewhere, someone prominent said like, that's all I would need to just win everything. It's just like two or three times, just a little note of like, mm. think harder during this move. And if an anal bead stimulates his thinking, that's win-win. <laughs> and the first theory, though, like part of that is also Magnus could be going off his rocker because he like gave up the world championship title. Like he's just getting paranoid. Uh... I mean, it makes no sense that he would resign on move two, and and also makes no sense that if he if cheating happened, he wouldn't say that. I don't know. This is weird. He really didn't like the opening, right? Was that why? Uh, we don't know. He he hasn't said a word. Like I think he opened maybe with Queen's pawn, and then the other guy opened in some way that is not the normal open. And then he's like, "Fuck it, I this is not, you know, you're up to something." Oh, the the one he resigned in two moves. Yeah. No, no, that, that was that was a joke. Someone's joking. Oh, okay. With you. <laughs> it was just d four d five c four resigns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. This this reminds me of our times playing chess in the brothels of Ecuador, Warden. Oh boy. <laughs> so for background, Warden and I are living in the same town in Ecuador. And it just began with chess that day. How did it go so wrong? Well, it began with chess and whiskey at about eleven AM. Fair. Yeah, I feel like I blame you for this. 
You were the one being the devil on the shoulder driving the degeneracy. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> you, you have no responsibility whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to delegate that to you. Yeah. Give me some more context. So you're playing chess. I just thought I woke up and thought it would be a fun day to hang out with Warden and message him. He was in the city, Loha, which is near. And so I went, we started playing some chess, and for some reason I started drinking whiskey. He did too. And then he proposed we go to the brothel well, where we also play chess. Let me revise this slightly and say that uh, I was having a normal day in Loha doing like life chores. And then I get a message from our friend Amir here and he says, hey, what are you up to? Let's hang out. And I'm like, no, I'm in Loha. He's like, I'm down to come to Loha. <laughs> For me, going to Loha is a, a big thing. And okay. Namir here was just bored out of his mind. And he came to Loha, which is great. So we had lunch. He brought his chessboard, as one does. And then asked the restaurant, hey, do you have any whiskey? <laughs> so to set the stage. Dude, you're painting a picture where it seems like I have agency and made bad decisions. <laughs> um, Leo, do you, do you play chess? I do play chess, but I am not at the level of Namir here. I don't know if you guys made it competitive, but I I really, really did not. I think we did five on my clock and one on his clock and it wasn't close. Nice. Yeah, Warden and I are actually like similar levels, so we have a lot of fun playing chess. What is your ELO? What are your respective ELOs? One of us is twenty fifteen and one of us is twenty seventeen. Okay. So very <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh -huh. like a 14 on a good day that's great uh but i did play in high school i was uh i was a state guy you know 33rd in state so mm -hmm. yeah epic illinois is a competitive state too chess state no um i would win um games where i could physically intimidate my opponent <laughs> and i would lose games where i was just my badness at chess was exposed my lack of any preparation was brutally exposed whenever the game did not go textbook. You should have just gotten into chess boxing. That was probably your niche. That was probably, that's, you know, that's my part of the world. That's what they do, and, and that's why. Have you seen there's a large chess boxing, ma boxing match coming up? I No, I didn't realize that that was a thing that was followed. I, I think it just, <laughs> I think this is a, a new breaking news. Lawrence Trent versus Amon Hamilton. And it's a bunch of like Twitch streamers that are just going to box the lights out of each other in Los Angeles in December. I love it. You got to pick. You got to either be really good at the chess or really good at the boxing and then just kind of hope you can tread water at the other thing. I'd probably work on the boxing, honestly. It's probably the move. It's a more satisfying win. <laughs> also, you get some clean shots and it doesn't matter if the other guy's a grandmaster. You know, a concussed grandmaster and a 1300 me, probably a pretty competitive game. What if there were like chess fucking where you had judges judging the fucking? Who's at the bottom and who's the top? Do you switch? Is it every game? No, you would, you would just, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about the brothel again. Warden, do you not want to, do you not want to talk about banging prostitutes on the podcast? Oh, I'm totally down to, to talk about that. That's my life. What do you, the, uh, 
<laughs> chest fucking though, you, you would try to stimulate the other person and make them finish before you. Mm. I like it. You've got a mind for this. Easy. Let's incorporate the chess pieces. Get a bishop going. Or like you could do human live chess where to capture any piece, you have to fuck the person playing the piece. Yeah, there go. Have you ever been to a, um, a prostitute dwelling? I won, I was in the Czech Republic once, um, and I went to what I thought was a strip club. Little did I know, the, there's a very fine line, or I guess in Europe there is no line. It's all the, it's all one and the same. Um, same so here. I got into the strip club and I got a beer, and the first stripper walked up to me and said, "Do you want to have sex in my room?" And I was like, "Come again?" And she was like, thirty dollars." And I was like, "No, oh. <laughs> too low." That's that's two x the Ecuador price. <laughs> wow. Okay. So anyway, carry on. Yeah, that's about it. Is it your? Do you think you ever will will bang a toot again, Warden? Or was are you burnt out after our experience? Hard to say. It's a very spur of the moment kind of thing. I feel so. In general, I am trending downhill from day one. Um, so yeah, prob the probability lessens with each passing moment. Has have you talked at all with Annabelle? She seemed to really like you. I wish. No, I missed her. I didn't get her number. I guess. Annabelle is the prostitute. Well, one of many. Yes. Okay. That's one of real, many. That's her real name. Uh, Namir and I had a, a wonderful <laughs> pro, brothel hopping experience. <laughs> I was in Kentucky once with some friends, and one of them was telling us a story about how he bought a car and how he was able to negotiate so hard with the dealer that he got the best deal that anyone's ever gotten from the dealer. And then I, we were there was four of us, and then my other friend said, "Wow, what a coincidence!" Because when I negotiated with the dealer, the dealer said best price he's ever given anybody on a car and then my other friend was like wow wait that's crazy <laughs> and then i was like wait a minute when i bought a car in 2016 he said he's never sold a car that low either you guys are all really good at getting cars <laughs> yeah that's probably what's happening <laughs> and warden is a porn star caliber coxman <laughs> oh man are, are you familiar with like a salvage title no, what's that? So when a car is damaged beyond uh, where, where the insurance, it's cheaper for the insurance company to pay to replace your vehicle than it is to fix the car. And apparently with like Toyota Prius, this happens pretty commonly because the battery and whatever their hybrid shit makes it complicated. So even if there's like a scratch on the chassis or whatever, they just replace the car. <laughs> so, so I got one of these cars. Great deal. Amazing. Like 26, like a new Prius, like very few miles, like half the price of like a similar car without the salvage. But the issue is you can't get, buy this car in order to drive Lyft and Uber because Lyft and Uber say no salvage vehicles allowed. Like there's a lot of stipulations and your insurance goes up if you have a salvage vehicle because it can fall apart. Because a lot of these cars are just wrecked, but people fix them and they sell them for cheap. And uh, <laughs> so I said this a lot and I got <laughs> this Prius really... Oh, the test drive was so much better than like all these other Priuses at the same price point. And I was like, what happened to this car? And um, 
nothing crazy. It was like a little corner of like the rear bumper was like chopped off and like replaced it. I was like, oh, amazing. Like I will buy this car, but I need to drive Lyft and Uber. And the (laughs) dude's like, no problem, man. He just like tapes over like the the car title, like a piece of like white paper and like Scott, like duck or whatever, the the clear tape. And then makes a photocopy. (laughs) He's like, I'll upload this for you. He uploads it to my like Lyft profile. And I illegally drove for those platforms in a salvaged car. Great deal. Best deal they've ever made. I was really hoping you were going to tie it back to the metaphor at the end. To the, to the uh, hooker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, he's trying to avoid the topic. He, he doesn't want to talk about Because hookers. that's what I was doing with the cars. You know what I mean? Saying the dealer tells everybody that's the best price he's ever given them. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, clean bills of health for <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> Give me your paperwork. Oh, sure. Here it is. <laughs> so you only were with one when we went out. You, This is like a, a thing for you? I didn't actually realize you had done this a lot. Not a lot. When I was in Spain, similar to, to Leo's experience. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Cesspool. I yeah, <laughs> I did not end up biting the bullet. I was with maybe like six uh, people at the time, and then this Russian um, prostitute walked over, and uh, she just started giving me a uh, OTPHJ, and then I had to get out of there. Oh, Wait, what's wrong with the uh, OTPHJ? Uh, I was with six coworkers in this room, and she just you know sits over and just starts going to work. And, wow! And we had to lose. Over the pants hand job. Oh. And uh yeah, then she You weren't trying to splooge in your pants with your coworkers? That's something that I was not prepared for at the time. <laughs> so I packed up my things and I got out of there and she kissed me on the cheek and I got like a, a lipstick mark. And that was my story oh, of man. my wild night in Prague. Man. Prague of all places. I thought that was a classy city. It's not. It's the porn capital of Europe. Oh, shit. It's the least classy city. So there's a great video called Checkmates. Okay. (laughs) HQPorner.com. There's also Czech Twins. There's Czech Streets. It's it's just going down on site in the Czech Republic. The uh, I don't know if I should call them shamans, but the facilitators of the retreat I'm about to do, the plant medicine retreat, are from Czech. Really? What are they doing here? Yeah. Uh, what we're all doing here, bumming around and, uh, you know, getting high on plant medicine. I love it. Are you excited for the insights you're going to reveal? I'm pretty stoked. I don't know if it'll, uh, hopefully I have enough distance from weed that I won't be too clouded. I am now eight days free of marijuana. And I had my last marijuana as Warden had his first marijuana which was an exciting time. Yeah, please tell me about your first marijuana as I just took a hit of my one-hitter. I recently saw there is an episode in which y'all were talking about cleanliness. Cleanliness? Sobriety? Oh, that's every episode. Every episode I've been like, I'm quitting weed forever, but then I don't. Excellent. Yeah, Yeah, no. But I have quit weed now. But Leo hasn't, and you're drunk, so I'm the only sober one left. I am on a probably three to four day 
couple hits a time weed cycle. So the last quarter I bought has lasted me like two months. It's actually quite a reduced amount from the you know twenty twenty days of just does the one hit wonder tool is that still helping out? Yeah, this is uh, this grav little plug for uh, grav labs. They make excellent glass. It's super efficient, and then it lets me not waste anything. So I get exactly what I want, and I just get a little dose, you know, to get the juices flowing, and then I just chill. Looks like it could fit in that chess kid's ass. Maybe that's how he's doing it. <laughs> oh, man. But that was fun times, your, uh, your first time high, Warden. You got to talk about that. Yeah, tell me about the experience. I don't remember. I just giggled. <laughs> Yeah, dude, nonstop as we played chess. Oh, we played chess. I rocked you. <laughs> Did you actually throw it away? I feel like that was decent weed, and I'm a little disappointed. Did you throw it away? Did you have a bad time? I gave it to Warden because I was, you know, didn't want it around as I go on dieta. And then he said he threw it away. What the fuck? He probably shared it with one of his lady friends, one of his ladies of the night. I still have. <laughs> nice. So if this retreat goes badly, I'll be coming straight to your casa. No, nah, it's not in a place that you'll ever find it. Well, now I'm intrigued. Where I'm is doing it? My I'm doing my duty. Oh, damn. Keeping it safe. That Gatekeeper. Ass. You seemed like you had so much fun, so you're not going to smoke anymore? I'm sure I'll smoke in the future. But not this weed? Probably not. What self-control? I, 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 I tend to spend a year between my weed experiences. That's probably the best way to do it the, if you want it to hit. What were you going to say? It's probably a good thing if you do it that way. Yeah. It, it was not my first time. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I like saying that. It was like your first time. It was like sing, single digits time. Every year it is brand new. You guys are just reading a transcript of this brothel conversation. Told you it was my first time, but I just I do it once a year. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Namir's first time. Yes, and only and at a brothel. I, uh, One and I done. I treated him to a special Spanish learning session with... I believe her name was Andrea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was wonderful. I don't remember her name. It was it was really annoying because I didn't. I guess if you say so, but I I like I didn't want to go through the motions of just sitting in the room with this girl and talking to her and hearing about her childhood of like avoiding gunshots and you know cartels so or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I felt like I had to because like these girls need the money so badly. Like I once you we said you were hooking me up, I was she like was I had to. It at Namir and I was like Namir please just please just go hang out with her you can just speak Spanish I was just trying to get him you know in the zone and then I I paid whatever I said it's on me he went in he came out I took a little video of that and uh, <laughs> he fucking videoed me walking out of the and room then I was like so happy I was like yes nice and then she comes up to me and she's like thank you I paid her whatever, $10, and she goes, he's so sweet and respectful. 
and I was like, oh, wow, it sounds amazing. <laughs> and then days later, I discover that they did nothing. He just sat there with his hands in his lap. I love it. We talked. Did you give her some light <laughs> she was really surprised. She was like, no, no sexo? <laughs> you thought I would be seduced. We were talking about her fucked up background childhood and like what brought her to, you know, her current place in life. And she was showing me her dog. Yeah. I remember her dog being cute. That's how my first um, time went as well. Yeah. Yeah, but now you're a seasoned pro. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for those girls, man. What a world. And then we, we almost didn't get home. We're actually probably going to have to mix in some audio of our misadventures trying crazy. to get home. What happened on the way home? You can do it, Warden, since you did it. You were the hero who got us through the blockade <laughs> no, of angry bus drivers. The whole country shut down <laughs> for like two weeks. <laughs> That Which is pretty normal. Insane. I feel like I got a message. Yeah, but all of the bus drivers you know, just went on strike and just drove their buses across the highways of Ecuador. So every city was just blockaded, and you could not get in or out. And so we went to Loja on this random Siege. day, and then as we were coming home, there was just no way back. The highway was blocked by buses and like a crowd of fifty to a hundred. Ecuadorian bus driving men like drinking whiskey in the middle of the highway. <laughs> Complaining about their plight. Like, what is happening? <laughs> so they didn't have demands. They just saw the Canadian truckers and they were like, why not? They were Let's saying, we're suffering. We're suffering. I think it was about the price of gas. But then there's also something about oh, yeah, yeah. rights. It was very confusing. There was like an indigenous protest happening at the same time. Yeah, this is a wild country. This is the real so wild we west. Hung out with them for a couple hours, and um, and Namir was a hero, and literally we threatened to run them over, like this crowd, crowd with with Namir's truck. <laughs> and then I said, "He's a crazy gringo. Yep. We'll do it. You better, yeah, run guys, we gotta move." I was drinking with them. <laughs> Revving the truck. <laughs> it was a really good, like, good cop, bad cop approach because I couldn't speak any Spanish at that point. Um, and so they just, he just painted me as like unhinged, basically, as he buddied and up with them. Like, a woman it. who had to get back to her baby who was like crying, like, I need to get into the city. Like, she was on the other side of the blockade and just, I, I need to get back to my family. And we're like, and they were like, we're suffering too. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Oh my God. They wouldn't even give me a cigarette. Why not? I asked, I don't know. They, they hated us. But we did it. Maybe they knew, maybe they're diehard listeners of the podcast. They knew you were trying to go sober. <laughs> <laughs> we got to help them. That's the guy. That's our Damn, voice. That's a big reframe now i feel like an asshole i should be thanking these guys they can see the pain in your eyes <laughs> uh so much pain
we are careening through the darkness, the lone car on this deserted oh, there's careening. A That's a great word. We just careened through Loja, big time, and we ran a little late coming home. Maybe nine thirty. How long were we even there? Like it was a large half hour. Yeah, it was not that long, like half an hour. A large obstacle to our careening was a spontaneous <laughs> protest of bus drivers because of gas prices. <laughs> blocking the road yeah. saying it was going to be until tomorrow we were about to get a they said it was we, were, indefinite. we were ready to get a hotel in Loja yeah they said indefinitely we'll be here forever the police said maybe tomorrow you guys can go through but for now everything's blocked we made some friends we had fun at the bus protest for quite a while it was a good good cop bad cop thing because you were entertaining them being their friend I drank while... some of their fucking moonshine while painting me as an unhinged gringo who was about to mow them down. It was taking long enough that uh, we decided to bring the car into the middle of the bus rally such that the police officers said, hey, um, can you guys move your truck? Like, is this yours? You can't You can't be here. Only buses can be here in the middle of this road blocking <laughs> everyone else in the world. There was a crying woman whose baby was waiting for her in Loja. Yeah, dude, that's why those guys sucked. Fuck those guys. They she, didn't care. She was like, please let me pass my baby is waiting for me and they said you know we're hurting too <laughs> the friends of the bus drivers who are just having a good time drinking whiskey and <laughs> laughing their asses off about some stranded gringos who are literally just like we're just trying to live our lives man yeah, dude, those guys didn't give a fuck. I was actually, it wasn't even a bluff you're painting me as the bad cop because I was ready to mow them. I said, you guys better move out of the way. I will stand on the sidelines with you guys because my friend here, I, I, I cannot say what he will do. And I would really recommend we all move. <laughs> and um, What it, it ultimately worked. made them move? Why did they move in the end? It was just a group mentality. They decided to let that one car with a sick person go through. And then they let us go through. And then the police and everyone was like, just let them all go. Just, it's okay, let them go. Because they realized that it would make no difference at all to their protest. Yeah. So now we get to go home. So now we're going home. We don't have to seek shelter in the arms of the prostitutes we were just with. We do not have to go to Loja. Uh, the hotels may or may not have been closing. So yes, we probably would have gone back to the brothel. Because those ladies live there. They live in those rooms. No, they don't. That's what they told me. Seriously? Annabelle, at least. Because she said she... That had... makes me even sadder. You're saying, Nicole, like, I was chilling in the bed that she sleeps in? Like, her home? Possibly. That's so fucked up. And she sounds like she's kind of here from Machala, but... Oh, yeah. An Annabelle's from Colombia, and she was moving on to the coast, to Manabi next. And she's, and she's going to come down the podcast. Yeah. I was like, do you live in Loja? She's like, no, I just travel. It's like, so you do live here right now? It's like, yeah, I live here. It's like, is that your room? She's like, yeah. There was no shower in there. Oh, wow. Gang showers, baby. <laughs> so, we got a pod coming with the with women of the night that we just met that you had sex with and I didn't. There was penetrative intercourse, but there was no ejaculation. On your part. On my part. She claimed to have ejaculated a few times. Well, ejaculated or just come? That. Yeah, she orgasmed. Some women ejaculate, right? She was pretty wet. Nice. 
Yeah, you were the best she ever had. That is what she told me. The best part, though, was playing chess all over town, including in the brothel. <laughs> what a fucking day. Turned into a day of degeneracy. Chess, prostitutes, threatening yeah, I, to I didn't run get the first people. glass of whiskey. We've been drinking for, like, ten hours now. It's been a while. I've lost track of the time. I never even really got drunk, though. I've just maintained, like, yes, a... Yes, you did. Did I? Maybe when was not. my peak drunkenness? I don't know. I couldn't tell. I feel like I've just kind of gotten to, like, a buzz and just maintained nice. buzz all day. Oh, so yeah. I'm, like, kind of hungover now. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. Thank God we got these takeout burgers. We'll have to decide whose is whose. Do you like jalapeno cheese sauce? Is a mix-up permissible? Mm, no. That's okay. all you. All right. Uh, Same one. No, it's not, is it? Yeah, the road blocking protests. Wait, so it's like nationwide the bus drivers oh, yeah, are blocking yeah, yeah. the roads? That's why they're waiting for Quito to tell them what to do, because every single city is doing this. Wow, crazy. But I think it's because she takes she would take the night bus, probably. Dude, how am I going to put my dick in a girl who's, you know, just taking dicks all the time? She didn't. We didn't see her with any other men. But you know she is. That's all they're doing there. She was the most attractive in that place. Yeah, she was attractive. I don't want to have my one lane of traffic connecting me to the rest of the world to be shut off at the whim of a group of frustrated Ecuadorian men who don't know how to have a good time. Who wants that? They knew how to have a good time, though. They did. They were having a lot of fun. They told us to having go... Having a lot of fun just fucking everyone. They told us to go to the brothels. They're like, why don't you guys just go find a nice lady and rest? Did they say that? And I said, we just came from there. <laughs> and they laughed. <laughs> they didn't believe me. Yeah, you don't seem like the brothel-going type. All of this shit. Oh, I connected you up he with was, Michelle. I was like, why are we doing this? Why do you want to go to a brothel? He was insisting. I told him from the beginning I wasn't going to do anything, and then he's... We never would have gotten into a fucking bus traffic jam. If we hadn't gone night. to the brothel. If we hadn't gone. Yeah. We wouldn't be recording this right now. Thank you for encouraging me to go to the brothel I didn't want to go to so that I could get stuck in the blockade protest that I didn't want to be in so that I can drop your ass off at fucking 11 p.m. It's gonna be 10, 15, 10.30. You'll get home before 11. Ah, oh, good times. Ecuadorian adventures. Let's actually get these girls on the podcast. I'm 100% down. I don't know if I have her number, but you have the ones, so. I thought you said you did. I thought so, but I realized it might not be. Shit. Well, we could get Nicole. She has my us. number. Nicole knew both of us. That's good enough. Nicole can go pop over to the other place and say hi. We gotta get her before she goes to the beach. It's true. She was showing me videos of the beach. We can go to the beach together. I don't. Don't go to Machala though. Is it a shitty beach? It's you, the beach you get killed at. Oh, dude, this girl was hardcore. She was telling me about times when, like, people pulled guns. Yeah, they told me everything was closed and there were no people, and I was there at like eleven or midnight, just walking around trying to find some food, and this hotel guy, I like knocked on like a hotel that was gated. There was a security guard sitting there, and I was like, hey, like, help, where's food? Mm-hmm. And he, like, very cautiously just, like, opened the gate. He's, like, a security guard, and I'm, like, a little dude. Yeah. I'm like, hey. He's like, what, who are you? Like, go, where's your hotel? Go, go there, now. You're, this is dangerous. <laughs> he, like, couldn't even talk. He was, like, so petrified. Damn. I was pretty scary. I was like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> Yikes, I haven't seen anyone. Nobody's mugged me yet. 
That was so interesting, though. It's been a really interesting day, man. Just one thing after another. They really should have, like, had a better mechanism for everyone to protest with them. Like, sign this petition, call this politician. Yeah, I don't think they really had, like, a goal. They didn't really care about the cause. They just were down to, you know, ruin everyone's night and laugh about it and smoke some cigarettes and not give me one. It's pretty... Yeah, they did not like the fact that you asked them for a cigarette. What was such a big deal about that? They were just not down to... I was trying to... That was in the middle of me playing hardball and trying to ask them to move and being like, how much do you want? I'll, like, bribe you. And you're like, hey, can I have a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dude, like... Because I asked, I was like, why can't the buses move? And they're like, oh, they're all out of gas. It's too expensive. There's no gas in the bus. Oh, yeah, sure. And so they only had one cigarette to smoke left. Fuck those guys. Yeah, I was like, how are you going to... It was so funny that dude who came up. I thought he was like someone's dad. He was like, "Here's some food, honey," but he was like a guy on the other side being yeah, like, "That was his bribe, right?" Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Here's everything I have on my grocery trip <laughs> from my weekend in Malacatas. Please, just let me pass, man. Please, you know, you know. Okay, we're good, we're good. Yep, we 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 agreed." And he like left. <laughs> Such ineffective negotiation. Maybe that's why they finally let everyone go, man. That's when it happened. It's possible, actually. That it was that guy. Had, no. It was that guy's groceries. None of like, the people. Right, we'll let everyone go. None of the people I was talking with had any power. Yeah, it was someone else somewhere else that did it. We just, we just were in the right place at the right time. Oof. It was a good move. You, you did great. Not you. What do you? I did nothing. You did all the talking. Yeah, but you, you hung in there. You trusted me. <laughs> we were a team. This hardship is really going to bring it. Is I feel closeness. Like you're you, nice, you brought in your car. You're like, yeah, I'm totally going to like park my car right in this fucking mess. Let's go. And you just drove it up with your stick shift. You drove. You're just trying to pump me up, man. I'm not. You don't have to do that. I, truly not. I'm like, I'm very happy with what happened just as a whole. Yeah, me too. Thank you to you. Thank you for being here with me. We are back. Sorry for the interruption. So you had $50 in your pocket and you went on Skyscanner and you sorted it cheapest first. Prior to buying the flight, like I saw this flight and I was like, what the fuck do you do in Ecuador? And so that's what I asked Google. And it said at some point on like page nine, uh, Vilcabamba, the value of longevity. There's some nice pictures and Airbnb had this beautiful mountain that was so mystical. No pictures of rooms, just like cloudy, misty mountain. Warden, when you first came to Ecuador and to Vilcabamba, the Valley of Longevity, did you know that it was like a place of spiritualism? Um, no, no, I had no idea what that meant. It was pretty clear that like this is just wrong, like this is a hoax and like people are loonies, but... I did not know the the contours of that. Wait, that what is a hoax? Like, there's research on like mm, mm-hmm. and Vilcabamba mm. not on that. But you didn't you didn't know about you didn't know about the droves of wandering hippies. The Valley of this is a bombshell expose, right here live on the podcast. You're telling me that Vilcabamba is not the Valley of Longevity. 
they just hide their old people. Dude, the old people yeah. just lie. They just oh, they just say right. they're ninety, but they're fifty. They're they're, they're old they because they've been lives. drinking so much that they develop premature wrinkles. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there was like in the seventies or eighties, there was a National Geographic article that presented it as the Valley of Longevity because so many people said they were so old, and it was like there's more centenarians here than anywhere in the world. But then the researchers came back a couple of years later. And guys who said they were like 110 two years later said they were 125. I love it. (laughs) What do they they have to gain? Why do they always skew old old as fuck? Do they count different? Does time move differently in Vilcabamba? For sure. I think what happens is that, you know, they eat a cactus or drink a vine and then they live a couple lifetimes. So in a year they have lived three lives and now they are 125 right yeah pretty much we're all tripping way too much to keep up with linear time dude no addresses there are no numbers on buildings i think that is actually like novel to the u.s like most places are just like if i could throw it by the post office and i'll come get it yep but it's pretty annoying when you're trying to live a u.s life of getting things on amazon here Yeah, in Albania, it's just like, go to the fifth building near the hospital. Mm -hmm. Nothing has... And there's no north, south, east, west. It's just up, up from the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) You just got to feel it. You know which way up is and which way down is. It's all intuition. Time is a construct. It's all illusion. What's that folksy thing? You don't got to be a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I heard that one. That's good. Yeah, man, you you belong here. You know the sayings. This is kind of like your childhood home more than ours. When are you? Coming? You should come to Ecuador. I do. You think it's better to serve in heaven or rain in hell? <laughs> I love that question. Rain all. Make it rain. Got to rain in hell. Got to rain in hell. So are we making a hell out of Vilcabamba? Is that the new goal of the podcast? There's no required. No, dude. Vil- Vilcabamba's heaven. Paradise. Hell, dude, I'm in the inner city of Chicago. Your zip code is 60606. I'm mixing it up. Hey, sometimes God's boring. You got to roll with Lucifer. You gotta. I got to show you my evil socks. You ready? Oh. oh shit those are pretty evil socks i this sucks that this is a podcast how weird how did those appear for those this, did you see the 12 foot skeleton and you're like nah i'm gonna go for the 12 inch yeah so what happened was that um on sometime maybe july 25th spirit halloween opened up and i was like it's October somewhere, baby. And I got in there. That <laughs> sucks. I'm such a huge fan. Clothing is underrated. I did not do clothing for the first 24 years of my life. And uh, Were you a nudist? Are you from a nudist no. colony? <laughs> He's from Fruit Heaven, this commune in the jungle. They're all nudists and are fruitarians. Billy. 
there's a version of this where you're just Tarzan and you just had a loincloth for the last twenty somethings, and then you got in there. I really like a shirt that uh, that Namir has with a little heart over his left nipple. But uh, but I got I got <laughs> one. That's Abo Cuddle. Whoa. That is probably your fit, your best shirt. I like it. You're so right fashion forward. The world. <laughs> but you have no one to cuddle with. We'll see what happens. Do you think that uh, traveler backpacking chick could uh, be a cuddle buddy? Excuse me while I WhatsApp. Because Warden is stuck in the metaverse. You're trying to show him what will befall him if he keeps WhatsApping his life away. Dude, are you a big metaverse guy? I'm a big that, metaverse guy. Are you asking me or the guy who can't answer because he's stuck in the metaverse? The guy in the metaverse. It's uh, it's good um, potentially in theory, but in practice, it sounds pretty dystopian. I love it. I think it's the future. <laughs> Warden actually was the first person to tell me about it. You told me about all the Facebook goons working on the body suits that you know people can. Yeah, live yeah. In. Uh, I have a friend who uh, who's part of their like secret research division. So I was aware of uh, Zuck's evil genius plans like years ago um, before they rebranded, and now it's just cats out of the bag, and uh, it's coming. Be ready. China's going to implode. We're all going into the metaverse. I think that this is going to be incredible for public storage, you know, the company public storage, because I think everybody's going to want to live in a storage container <laughs> going forward. Tiny houses, sell tiny houses, buy stationary closets in the city. That's the future. Everybody lives in a closet. You put on your metaverse stuff, got really nice furniture. And, uh, you know, then you eat at Sweet Green and shower at the gym. For sure. Perfect. Nah, fuck this. Fuck you guys. I'm just, I'm not, this might be the last you hear from me. I'm going on this retreat <laughs> and I'm just going to, I'm going to live the plant medicine life. I'm going to be humanity 2.0. I think that humanity 1.0 is going to make a huge comeback. In the metaverse or in real life? In both, man. We're going to get these kids that play metaverse Call of Duty, and they're going to be the most jacked. <laughs> these kids run seven miles a day in their living room. What do you think they're going to do to the third world? You know? And then we're just going to get them all over, and America is going to have a new golden age of squeezing the rest of the earth of its resources. <laughs> we're going to have 20 really good years. And That's then it's surprisingly over. possible. Hell yeah. There is a Mayan prophecy that says it's 500 years of darkness, you know, colonization or whatever, and then we're coming into the new light age, but it sounds like you're trying to overwrite that. I Would the darkness have been the literal enlightenment in the rest of the world? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's our descent into modernity. I think these Mayans were uh, up to something. They had their own agenda. The lightness will just be LCD on your face. 
Uh, it's so hard to know what to believe. I believe that Joe Biden is our savior. I believe in the son, Hunter <laughs> Biden. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit, Dr. Jill Biden. So is Joe Biden the ghost? The father. Or, no, he's the father. He's the father. the father. Okay, of course. And together, they're the Catholic Trinity. <laughs> Damn, man. And what's the crack? What's the crack? It's the the crack. sacrament? It's, it's the sacrament. <laughs> That's why the CIA spread it to the inner city. They're trying to <laughs> elevate them. What if crack was like, a guy was like, I'm going to make the poorest areas of the country really productive and see what happens. I'm going to give them stimulants. And, you know, it's going to fix everything. It's going to, all the poor are going to work super hard. They're all going to make a lot of money. Poverty is going to end. What if that was the original intention of spreading crack to the inner city? And then yeah, then. Horribly awry. What if the original intention of colonization was just to enlighten everyone? Well, the original intention was to get tomatoes going. What? Could you imagine you take a ship out, you find a whole thing, a new food, and then you come home to your country with things people have never tasted before? That's wild. Yeah. Like you're, there's, we have celebrities now, but they got fucking, this guy brought tomatoes to our country for the first time ever. Like I was getting his dick sucked 24 seven. <laughs> the social clout of introducing a new vegetable and everybody loves it. I can't imagine. Nobody like Elon Musk can't attain that shit now. The godlike status. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, but Bill Gates can. I think he's gonna try, but he will. He, there's no Bill Gates Day. There's a Columbus Day. Not until Bill Gates makes his new corn, his GMO corn. I think that's why he's trying to cancel Columbus Day. He's mad that they can't do it these days. They can't get to that level of fame anymore where they get their own holidays. Yeah, dude, it's over. You think Bill Gates is going to uh, be the future of American food? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> think Bill Gates is the future of all emperor of the universe. An enormous lead. And David Friedberg is the future of American food. I feel like they have to get public support. That's just why they keep trying to get the Impossible Burger really popular or whatever. The sub, like I think veganism is a scam by the government to get people to not have to feed people, you know, quality food. Yeah, Does that make right. any sense? Like I think the food pyramid. I think they knew the whole time it was unhealthy. There's no way that people think that six bagels are healthy. That's definitely true. Yeah. I think they knew the whole time it wasn't, but they're like, it's really easy to give people six bagels. It's pretty hard to give them, I don't know, a salmon or some <laughs> shit. So let's just make them all think that it's like really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it worked. A whole population brainwashed. A whole population injecting poison into themselves to defeat a fake virus. Not a fake virus, but Yeah. Do you still think that it was a poison? The vaccine? Yeah. 
I wouldn't say poison, but I think there is a pretty decent chance there is something that will be discovered down the road involving nanotechnology that is not good. How do you feel about um, the president declaring the pandemic over last week? I didn't hear about that. He, how do you do that? How do you just say it's over in one moment? Same way you say that it started and everybody go inside. <laughs> Mandate. People are, huh. people are sick. Wow, that's pretty people big. People are sick of it. That's it. And Dude, I then bet, why? Uh, go ahead. I bet cases are going to drop exponentially. Right. Like, I think there's so much placebo going on right now, or has been in the past, that all of a sudden everyone's going to be fine. Mm. I don't know about the cases dropping, though, because the way they count that shit is ridiculous. It's like everyone who comes into a hospital coughing is, has COVID. I had yeah. it three times and I kept testing negative. How do you know you had it? I guess I don't. Maybe I just got a mysterious flu after coming into contact with COVID positive people. <laughs> but I just kept testing negative every time. Very it was very resilient. bizarre. But I had a fever. I had a fever for 24 hours one time. And then I had a lingering cough the other time. That's, that's about it. That could it. be a flu. Huh. But yeah. you also didn't get vaccinated, so. You know. Who knows? Who knows what these things are? What is Have a Have you germ? been denied to other cafes? Have I been denied? Oh, you heard that on the podcast? True there fan. Is, uh, no, I, I mean, it's pretty much over. I think there was a bar at one point. Did you fight your way in? Um, which was just super awkward because, like, I walk in and then I just slowly like you turn out. Like, oh nope. Um, <laughs> that Simpsons meme where he like walks into the brothel and then his child's there, so he just puts his hat on and walks right back. <laughs> there we are, full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I really want to talk about this conversation. You just sat in this room for ten minutes. Oh, with Down, this prostitute. Yeah. No, it, it was for like 40 minutes. Time flew. You got at least Mm-mm. a naked cuddle while you chat. Did you grill her on spirituality? No, dude. I don't want to talk about this. It's sad. It's sad. I felt bad for this woman. Was it awkward? A little. I mean, not for me, but it seemed like she just like didn't was very uncomfortable with silence. So she just had to keep the conversation going. So she just was, you know, going through her phone showing me like shit. That. Yeah. Well, no, all people in that situation. Like you got to distract yourself from reality. Yeah. You got to Yeah. But Hey, I was, I was glad to, to promote her future life, which hopefully isn't as a prostitute and pay her $15 on, her on the podcast. We should have. We should have. Could have been her way out. She could have started her own podcast spinoff from there. Honestly, that's the kind of content that would be like pretty interesting. Like, yo, I just got, you know, stabbed over $3. Mm hmm. I mean, she spends her life sucking the longest dicks in the world. No. Ecuador. Ecuador has the longest dicks in the world. Did you know that? This is that Valley of Longevity propaganda once again. (laughs) 
Yeah, it does seem unrealistic given the average height yeah, is like five feet, but I don't know. Having, That's what it having says. Having seen a massive Brazilian penis, I, I don't think there's a competition here. <laughs> How'd you see a massive Brazilian penis? <laughs> I heard a really compelling theory, which actually fits right now, which is uh, this one comedian thought that uh, penis size was based on the sizes of the asses of the mm. women. The countries with the thickest women, you know, you got. It should be correlated, right? It should be correlated. Yeah. Does ass like correlate with depth of like vaginal cavity? I don't know, but I think you meant from like the back, just the distance you got to cover. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like the evolutionary fucking position. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> This missionary shit is unnatural. That's the, uh, have you heard that shit? Like, it's the best excuse for uh, premature ejaculation. It's like how we evolved to be quick because a leopard might eat you. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Get the job done. Get it done. Ah, Ecuador. Ecuador, weed, alcohol, brothels. It's been some dark times these last five months. I'm glad we're having this talk now because I don't think after I get back on ayahuasca, I'm going to have to make a make a change. I can't can't keep living this way. You've already made a change. You what made is a change, change eight days ago. The, yeah, that was the, the inklings of it, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be fully enlightened after this retreat. It seems like time. I've been working on it for a while. And uh so I think I'm gonna take a vow of silence. No more consciousness porn. That's it. Evil wins. Get out there, do drugs. Um, I don't know. Don't go to school. Life is short. Um, do whatever you want, whenever you want, till you die.